Welcome back to 613 Ramban. We're up to the fourth Aliyah in Parshas Vayeshev. In this Aliyah, we find Yehuda disassociating himself from the brothers, and we find him marrying someone by the name of Shua, who is described as a Kanaani. We'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, what follows is the birth of three sons, and the first son is given to Tamar as a Tamar is wed to the first son, um, but he dies, and then the next son is married to Tamar, but he dies, and the next son is supposed to marry Tamar, and Yehuda pushes her off. Ultimately, we know that Tamar dresses up as a prostitute, seduces Yehuda. Yehuda is uh, together with her, and through that union, they end up having twins. Um, Tamar is almost killed in the process because the fact that she was not faithful to the son that she was supposed to ultimately marry, but then she subtly reveals who the father is. She doesn't say so explicitly, and Yehuda acknowledges his involvement. He acknowledges his guilt, and the two sons are born. And of course, through those two sons and through that union, we have the birth of the progeny, the, the children who ultimately lead to the Davidic line to Machus Beis David. Two points from the Ramban that it were that I, I would like to highlight. One is on the term Kanani. ish Kanani Shua is described as a Kanani. Does that is should that be taken literally or not? This is actually Machlokas in the Gemara. Uh, the Gemara. It, excuse me, not the Gemara, the, the Medrash in Bracious Rabbah states uh, a debate about this point. Uh, Rabbi Huda says that the Shvatim all married their twin sisters. Okay, Rabbi says that they all married Kananios. Uh, that they all married Kananios. Now, the Ramban says something very interesting. He says, although Rabbi says they married Kananios, he says it doesn't mean that. Literally, it just means that he was not uh, agreeing to the first opinion that said they all married their sisters. Okay, so this is just a global debate about who in the world did the, did the brothers marry, right? Did they did they marry out, so to speak, or did they only marry people from within the family? If they marry people from within the family, first of all, that means that there are siblings that we don't know about because the only sister that's mentioned explicitly is Dina. Uh, second is that is the fact that we end up, what ends up happening is they end up marrying their own sisters, which is problematic in its own right. But obviously, Rabbi Yehuda, the first opinion, prefers to go with that approach than to say that they married out, they married people from outside the family, since that was such a big emphasis uh, not to marry people from outside of the family. So the Ramban, in commenting on Rabbi Nechemia, says it doesn't literally mean that, that they married people from Canaan, it just means they married outsiders. Then he goes ahead, he does quote the Ibn Ezra, uh, who says that when it came to Yehuda, Yehuda, in our episode, he did marry a Kanani. He suggests that this is actually why he had two sons, Erva Onan, who were evil sons. They were not good people. They died because of their sins. And that was due to the fact that he married a Kanani. And at least for Yehuda, there is no reason to assume that it was not a Kanani. That said, the Ramban is also open to the possibility and seemingly goes with this approach that the word Kanani, as Unkelis uh, translates, could also mean just a a, a business person, a Ish Socher, uh, but n- not necessarily someone from the land of Kanan. Um, in addition, the other point that I just want to mention from the Ramban is that when he mentions, when, he, when Yehuda calls his son Er, there are a number of approaches explaining why he names his son Er. So, for example, Bereshus Rabbah, Omar, uh, Omru Er, Shehuar Mina Olam, uh, that he was like shaken out, he was taken out from this world. Um, so, says, says the Ramban, and it's just such a, a global point, he says, When Yehuda named his son Er, he obviously didn't intend to name him the son who is going to be thrown out of the world. Right? That would be ridiculous. He doesn't want a bad thing to happen to his son. What the Midrashim 
are telling us is that all names, whether we know it or not, whether we intend to or not, Yoru al Asid, they have a implication. They they have like a drop of, of prophecy, as it is well known. And it's based on this Ramban over here who says that all names, uh, what the Midrash were trying to teach us is that all names have some prophecy there. There's something there. Even if we don't know what we're saying, there's some prophecy there about the future that could be found in a person's name. Have a wonderful day, and we'll pick up tomorrow.